Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It's 21 minutes after 3 o'clock. In conversation next with Salman Khan, independent political analyst on Southeast Asia, we examine the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedoms call uh, to blacklist uh, India over religious freedom. The commission is arguing that the country continues to mistreat minority groups as it enforces discriminatory policies in relation to the religion or in relation to religion in general. Salman Khan now joining us on the line. Salman, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Who is the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedoms and what sort of power do they wield? Well, thank you for having me. This is an independent body, but of course it is in a stationary in its own way because it's um, seen like you're Amnesty International and you're Human Rights Watch. And they are not equivalental bodies, but they have huge say in how the formation of, uh, of the U.S. policies going forward. So, yes, uh, they are maybe not the uh, government bodies, but uh, they play a major role as the input into the, uh, uh, you know, this, the U.S. Uh, policymaking. Yeah. And what would their interest be in what's currently playing out in India? Well, you know, it is very sad, the legacy of Mahatma Gandhi and Nehru, and also the India, you know, the Hinduism as a peaceful religion. For the last 10 years or so, it has just uh, related in a way that has gone into some sort of a downward spiral, where there is no freedom of religion, uh, there is no inclusivity, it used to be a secular state, now it's turned into the very fascist and very Hinduism, where is the RSS, BJP party, the ruling, and uh, unfortunately, in, in the guise of uh, um, Prime Minister Modi, these things have just been become quite, um, I would say, disappointing that uh, the religious, uh, you know, the freedoms has been persecuted, as you can see, the the Muslims in Gujarat and many other parts of the uh, India, plus the Dalitis and then Sikhs. And even the Christians, uh, the religious freedom is no mm. longer a part of an Indian constitution, which used to be for hundreds of years, used to be a very inclusive society. And what would the intention behind that be, uh, considering, of course, that you have people who are of Indian descent, however, though, who have different religious, uh, religious uh, views and also the idea of a circular state as well? Yes, like, look at the South Africa, like, you know, uh, if you go, if we have a very model, yes, we have our past, we had our difficulties. But if you're driving into the suburbs sometimes, let's say the Mayfair or Marlborough or Indonesia, you see on one street you've got a church, you've got a mosque, mm. and you got uh, the Hindu temple, and they're all celebrating their festivals in a such a harmonic way that we just had the Ramadan. And the, and the open faith uh, festival happened where the people was coming, visiting the, the mosque, and then the uh, Hindu temple, uh, you know, celebrate their uh, festivities, they invite people. But this is no longer, I mean, when we have, uh, you know, the uh, Ram Navik uh, celebration in India, there was like over hundreds of the people was killed, and that has been happening for a while. And um, because the people go outside the mosque and they make some sort of a hate speech, incitement happened. And uh, 10, 15 years ago, under the government of the Congress, uh, it was uh, difficult uh, for, for any religious uh, group to go and uh, chant slogan, and there was a strict law and order. But now there has been uh, become a part of the society that the, the groups and the Hindus, uh, the religious Hindus, those are very peaceful, but then you have extremist Hindus. You have extremist Hindus in every, every part of the world. But now what is happening under the guise of uh, uh, Prime Minister Modi, 
that is the only one thing that is, exists, that is only the Hinduism, and it is their way or highway. And unfortunately, India is losing its respect. I'm not surprised uh, because, you know, the human rights violation part of the Kashmir and into the Sikh Khalistan and many other parts of the Assam, that has been happening and that has been not been actually washed by the human rights watch bodies in America. But of course, religious freedom has been taking uh, quite a bit of a notice and that's why this panel has put the recommendation. And, um, but with the geopolitical mm. uh, ragging at the moment between the US and the Russia, I don't think so the Congress would be uh, that keen to bring any new legislation to black India because America has uh, lost space as a hegemony in the world as a unipolar power. It's no longer the case. I mean, you know, after the Putin aggression in the Ukraine and uh, taking the back step by the U.S. Uh, um, Congress and not attacking or not going the counter-offensive, uh, U.S. looking for every support in the world and, and India is being one of the biggest supporters of the U.S. economy as mm-hmm. well as the political. So I don't think so that anything will come out from that. But um, the, the lobby or the group has put India at the yeah. Now, considering that trade relation between the U.S. as well as as India, um, would 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 the would the state actually respond to the U.S. Commission on International Religious uh, Freedoms um, that there should be sanctions against India? Well, I would not say the sanction would be that easy. That's a whole process, but it is the first step toward these sanctions. It is the first. First step towards the warnings and soft warning that, of course, if it is go unabated, that, of course, is going to be contributed toward uh, going forward as the sanctions. But the sanctions is, I think, is still a long way to go. But I think the soft notice will be brought to the diplomatic offices in Washington that this is the report and then we are, you know, considering. Because this type of report, when it comes, is not coming out from some very low-level low NGO. This is a very high high-class and very powerful lobbyists. Those are actually the uh, those who make the board of these panels. And of course, their findings, they have to be taken quite seriously. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Salman Khan, the independent political analyst on Southeast Asia. It's 27 minutes after three.